church. Praise the Lord. Greetings, greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Trusting that we are all well today. Today I was given the task by our Lord to preach to you from the text Daniel 1 verses 1 to 70. And I was given a theme entitled Understanding and Living the Mission. Amen, church. Amen. But before I begin to preach, let us pray. Oh Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you again for who you are because you are God alone. And Lord, today, as we gather here today to hear your word, what you have in store for us today, Lord, I pray that your word will go forth and pierce the hearts of those that are here, that they can put everything into action. Lord, as your man's servant, today I pray for fresh anointing. I pray that through your Holy Spirit that you will empower me, that I will preach, thus saith the Lord, without fear, without favor. Lord, I ask that you take over right now. Take over everything. Lord Jesus, we continue to lift you up and up. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Amen and amen. As I study the text of Daniel 1, 1 to 17. The main idea of this text is say no to empire and hold fast the covenant or the covenant of God. Amen, church? Amen. Crisis management is essential for life. Hope for the best. Put or but prepare for the worst, I should say. Look first and then hack and seek help. Today, before I begin to go in detail in this message, I want to set the pace. I want to do an historical context here, a setting of what was really happening when we read this text, or even the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel is located in the exile of God's people in Babylon in the sixth century. BC. The book, the, the book presents Daniel as a young Jewish man of faith who navigate and challenge his reality amidst exile in the empire of Babylon. The exile event and experience was a result of the capture of Judah by Babylon under the leadership of the Babylonian king, King Nebuchadnezzar. Jerusalem was sacked, the temple was destroyed, and members of the nobility, professionals, and upper class were deported to Babylon, the conquering imperial center of the world that time. The capture of Judah and the exile was traumatic for the people of God. It was a severe crisis of faith. And let me just look at a few things here as I say to you, it was a severe 
crisis of faith. One, the promised land seems to be no more because they were captured and deported to another land. The temple, the worship center, and the place of God's guarantee present was no more. The source of the hope of the promised Messiah was no more. And the voice of the prophets seems to have failed. So this, my friend, was a crisis situation. They were in their own land. And here comes an intruder coming there to capture their land and to deport them to their land in exile. So this was a crisis situation. And as I said before, that the nobility, the professionals, the people of word from Judah was captured because the, 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 the Babylonians are the, the power that be or the empire in those days. Them don't want the little, little people. They wanted people when they take them to their place can enhance this, this situation. So today, I paint a picture from my outline here as I preach to you from this text. And I want to first look at the issues facing the people of God in that time, taken from Jerusalem to Babylon, a strange land, a land where they don't know nothing about. It is the first they are seeing that land. My friends, Daniel and his companions were granted special treatment at the king's court in order to confirm them. I don't want you to bear with me this morning and you will see what I'm here to preach to you about, about understanding and living the mission like how Daniel did and the way Daniel lived that mission despite in exile. Amen, church? So they were given special treatment, Daniel and his companion, the three Hebrew boys. They were bright young men. They were talented. They were gifted. So the king gave them special recognition and asked them to sit at the king's table and be in the king's court. They were subjected to educational training in Babylonian culture one and a name change in order to control them. So let me tell you something about empire here this morning. As I use that word. Empire is a, a powerful system, an imperial system that has so much power that it comes in and its ultimate goal is to control everything around it. So they are, they are very smart, they are very shrewd. So they, they put Daniel and his companion in high position and change the name in order to control them. And when I use the word change name, this is something that is extraordinary. This is not something just so, so, so. My friends, you live in Jamaica here and you're deported in exile to another country they used to call you um, Patricia. And though they are calling you some other name, based on their culture. So they are saying, your past, Patricia, no exists again. This is the new thing. This is a new paradigm you're looking at. So nobody look back by where you come from. You are now under their control, under the name that they give you. Amen, church? So as I painted it, it was a crisis situation because many of us sitting here today maybe would not survive a day in that exile. Amen, church? They were granted favor, they were granted favors in order to get what? Total loyalty. They were the loyalty was expected and demand of them in return. What? 
And with this loyalty, they expect you to do what? Choose their culture, choose their religion, and choose them food. So they totally a change you. Daniel was a Christian boy. He and his companion, and now in this strange land, Babylon, they're giving him a different culture. They want him to eat them same food, and they wanted to give him a different religion. So it's not about Yahweh again. It's not about the living God again from heaven. It's about the Babylonian God. This leads now to a clash with the covenant obligation of God and the dominant culture in Babylon. I wonder if you see what I am saying here. They are seeking conformity. And you have instilled in you are implanted in you something else. So there comes a conflict, a clash. What do I do? Do I continue in the covenant obligation of God? Or do I conform to the we of Babylon? That is what Daniel fears. My friends, strangers in a strange land, a people, listen to this, a people with their own what? God, Daniel, I'm used to this. They want their own social, political, cultural, and religious tradition and system. No living in exile. That is traumatic, my friends. And as I said to you, the ultimate goal of empire is to control. So they will try to get you Conform to what they have. They were challenging, they were challenges, I should say, in practicing fearfulness and loyalty to God. There must be a challenge. Because I am saying to you, in Babylon, you have to do what the Babylonians say I do. You face severe consequences. My friend, so they had challenge in trying to be faithful and loyal to God and to their covenant obligation and maintaining the required embed and the requirements embedded in the law of God because they were under the Babylonian system. My friends, today. As I preach and I paint this picture, I want you to understand that we live in a world, or even Jamaica here, that the imperial power control. Many times our government pass laws and they do a lot of things to control the people. So empire, the power of empire was about dominating everything. The people of God had no controlling influence. They can't influence the situation. They must just live by it and die. It was all about empire, the imperial power. They were given, as I said before, new religion, culture, Asked to worship a statue, give up their faith, and to eat the food of the empire. So food is a very powerful tool and a very powerful thing that we can use to control people. And I'm saying in our quest to do our mission, or to live our mission, they can use all of these things to turn us away or muzzle us in doing the mission of God. To the Israelites, these things were what? Absolutely essential tenets and aspects of God. The practicing of their faith was very, very important to them. But yet, the Babylonian came forth and took it away. And I want to talk to you about 
Our next point here today, the workings of the empire. The empire has a method that they use to become very dominant, and that is seduction. Seduction is temptation, attraction, and enticement. In empire, there is a strong element of seduction present there. Daniel and his companion Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, my friends, had to overcome seduction. They were given special favor at the highest level. And sometimes one of the best ways of acquired people, you know, especially the bright people, is who have influence, who have sense. And sometimes we as church people, the powers that be will recognize, they have recognized how powerful the church is, so they will find the leadership of the churches and the denomination and grant them special favor. So the king wanted Daniel and the companion to come at the table and eat the big chicken leg and all kind of thing and roll him belly and all kind of thing and then at the end of the day, him conform. And has nothing to say about what empire is doing. Seduction can be a form of intimidation or persecution. This process is a process of offering or promising something they can fulfill. What empire has for you is temporal. They give you a lot of promises and they can't fulfill it. Look at your politicians. In Jamaica and all over the world, they filled us up with promises that they can fulfill. The only person that can fulfill all your promises is Almighty God, Christ Jesus. Amen, Amen church. Amen. Empire is always about seduction. Its characteristic is what? Listen to this carefully, my friend, because your team is what? understanding and I want you to understand who you're dealing with, the empire. The, 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 the characteristic is self-serving, power domination, and competition. What do I mean by competition? They set us against one another. Who don't know that's how it go? Doggy, dog situation. If you see your brother get ahead, You'll do anything for getting down. So they set us up against one another with competition. They tell us to be aggressive at the expense of another man. Even in the church, you know, anointed for something. And that sister, brother, anointed feet. And you don't fight and be aggressive to get there. Because that's the world. You know, to always be on top. It is a question of what, what is of greater value and the equation. Is it faithfulness to God's covenant or conformity or be complicit with the empire? Some of us, my friends, we are complicit with the empire. Talk to me, the man. You think I joke? We're helping the empire to get along, to be successful. Even our church people, we are complicit with the, with the behavior of the empire. Because even in Babylon, some of those people from Judea, they became complicit. They became a part of the system. They start to live like they are Babylonians. My friends, seduction is a mask. It is a deception. Seduction threatens your Christian identity. Your Christian identity is sustained by a relationship with God. 
Let me say that again. Your Christian identity is sustained by a relationship with God, not with the empire. Are the powers that be say no to Babylon? Don't sell out some away. I've sold out a long time. Because we prefer the material things of this world and of the empire than to be patient and wait on God. We said a long time. We are eating them food. We are wearing them clothes. We are singing them song. We are speaking them slang. Look in the churches today. Some of the dressings you think you're at stone love. Some of the slums. Only the dance hall, you hear them. So the dance hall have come to church. On a Sunday morning and we are not trying to conform them. We allow them to take us over into some of our churches. So we must understand here, my brothers and sisters, what is going on. We must stick to the covenant and live the covenant obligation of God. We must have a relationship with God, my friend. Say no to Babylon. In Romans 12, verse 2, Paul wrote, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transform your mind, my Christian friends. Make your mind become a mind of Christ. Let your mind be about the things of God and not the things of this world and also empire. Renew your minds, my friends. The word of God also say, a friend of the world is an enemy of God. We should always be at, be at conflict with the dominant culture of the day or cultures of the day. Push back on the cultures of today. As Christian, you must be at conflict. Let me give you an example. Yesterday, as a Christian man, I walk into a friend of mine, a former client of mine, through the store and when I was in there. I hear some outrageous music playing. They said they bring a technician to fix a tape in there. And I thought it was too love. And I got angry. Because my soul, my spirit was with conflict with that. I couldn't stay there. I was looking for the woman. And I promise when I go back and I see her, I will make a report. So we must be at conflict with the culture of the deal. Say no to Babylon and Babylonian system. My friends, Christianity is fastly diminishing in this world. Look at it, my friends. There's so much religion. There's so much thing happening. So we must be at conflict with the cultures of the day. We are an alternative community. We should be the difference maker. My friends, as we carry out the mission of God. And let me look at something here quickly here. What happened in the time of Daniel is re-emerging. These challenges is happening right now in today's world. In today's world, the challenges are what? Subtle but ingenious. Sometimes you don't even know that they have caught up in their net and they have you and control you because it is so subtle and ingenious, my friends. There 
were a time, and I want you to listen to this carefully. You know. No, there were a time when the church was dominant in the Western culture. It was all about the church. Everybody run to the church. There were partnership in powers, act, active participant in making, building, and consolidating of the Condolian empires from the 15th century and onward. So the church was involved in everything. They were even in partnership with the colonial man them. Yeah, man. The church enjoyed support and patronage from the power that be. This include what? Listen to this. The freedom to evangelize the people of the colonial system. So they gave us some freedom to do what we want to by evangelizing the enslaved. But now, listen to this carefully, but now the church has lost its power and influence on the world today. We have lost our power. Nobody no reach us again. Nobody no respect the church again. Because of the way we operate, we are slowly conforming to the powers that be. This was determined long ago, my friends, by the leading societies of the Western world to cut off the church. We don't need the church again. There is a marked change in the status of the church. It is no longer a center of influence. The world has changed independently. The world has changed longer left way. So we have no power. We are the people of God. But we have no power because we don't understand the mission and we are not living the mission. Nowadays people see us as hypocrites. We're playing Christian dicks, I, I can't disturb. We're playing Christian dicks. One foot in the church and the other outside. That is what is happening. And if you are topsy, if, if, if you topsy-turvy, if you lean, if the plumb line lean or even be like good house. So there is no respect for us. The world now believes in its own what? Self-sufficiencies, politics, religion, science, technology, cultural arrangement, and structural institutional management. The church has become, listen to this carefully, the church has become effectively marginalized and not indispensable to the world again. One time he is gone by the church was what? Indispensable. Nowadays, when it comes to marriage, you have every post dog and hurry and marriage license. They have to come to a minister to get them married again. And man fighting for a liar or a superintendent in a police or whatever to get him married. I wonder if you know, understand what is happening around. I said it is subtle and ingenious. We are jump up like we still have the power. But I'm telling you the truth here, my friends. We don't have the power. We should have the power. But the power has been wrestled away from us. And we need to get it back. Amen, church? Amen. The real world now, the real world looks at the church as what? Not the centerpiece, not a partner in power, not a bearer of the dominant culture. And listen, it is asked to come far. I wonder this way I say it today. <laughs> Let me talk it like I wonder this way is where I say it today. The world has asked us as the church to confirm. They are behaving like they have all the power. 
Because of the way we operate, we don't understand the mission of God. And we must understand the mission of God that we should see the world and everything in its secret and that we should go and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's about Christ, 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 and Christ forevermore. Not the kings of the empire. It's about God and God alone. Amen, church. No conformity in Jesus' name. This is the concept of exile. Think about it, my friends. What I just said a while ago that is happening in today's world, that is the same thing. In a Daniel, the empire come and capture them and deport them, and many of them confirm. The empire in today's world subtly give us what they want to give us, ingeniously give us what they want to give us, and many of us have confirmed. But I am saying there was a Daniel. There was a three Hebrew boy, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I am saying today, where they are, stand up and say no to Babylon. Be purposeful in your heart. Reject the food of Babylon. Reject the culture of Babylon. Reject the religion of Babylon. And stand up for God. That is your mission, my friend. And we must live it. So I'm saying it is the concept of the exile. The church must understand itself as an exile community and work out its vocation. Who are we? What do we stand for? What we must do? Ask yourself that question. Should you conform to something that is not of God, that is an enemy to God, that runs against the will of God? Or should we operate as a covenant obligated people? Amen, church. Our Christian identity is of critical importance. The church must refuse false what? Alternative dominant cultures of the day are risk being what? Extinct or irrelevant. We have a pushback against false alternative. Let me paint a, let me give you an example here. Look at England. In early days, the, the, the Christianity was powerful in England. Now you have church closing down and soul and turn what? Museum. Some of them turn relic. No church that exists as in the place again where churches were. Are we understanding, my friend, our mission? And what we should do, the empire is winning the battle right now. And I am saying we must get up and be like Daniel, be purposeful in our heart and say no, say no to Babylon. Do not sell out. Live the mission, my friend. And as I spoke of mission, let me quickly, let me quickly remind you of some of the mission of the church before I close. Israel's mission was to be a beacon for God, but they failed. The church mission is to represent Christ on earth. This follows Christ-like behavior. And I highlighted the word Christ-like behavior. Because some of the message and the action that comes out from our churches are not Christ-like. And how can we win in our mission when we are not true to the faith? We are not operating Christ-like. My friends, 
Be Christian at all times. For you are a called out people separate, set apart by God. You are a called out people, my friend, set apart by God to do his will. Are we doing the will of God? Be purposeful in our hearts. Reject the things of the empire and this world. Reject them meat and them wine. Daniel said to me, no one, none of that. Me I stick to him, you know. Daniel looked at the official and said, listen to me. Now give me none of that. I mean, me eat what me normally eat and then me look better than the people that we are eating meat. Then you can make a decision. Stand up for God. Believe on the promises of God. And do what? Live your mission. Understand your mission. And then live it. Spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. The world need to know about Jesus Christ. Do not compromise and co-op with the empire. My friends, I wish as Christian people we just live as Christians. You know, I see some things happening, you know, Christian are getting by and everything else. You know. All evil the ones that we call themselves ministers of the gospel they are seeing now. And everywhere we see them there. And they better be careful. The prophet of the Old Testament, the Isaiah, the whole of them. They couldn't buy them out. The kings couldn't buy them out. The Elijah, the Elishas couldn't buy them out. They go and they report and the king call them. They speak, thus say it, the Lord. Are we saying, just say it, the Lord, my friends, to this world? Without fear, our favor. We need to do some of that, my friends. The church must what? Re-engage. All has not lost, my friends. We can re-engage the world again. With critical interaction, it is needed. A decision must be taken about conformity. We must engage the world and the empire with the wisdom of God. Listen, we have to be smart about it. Can I tell you, the empire has some bright people, very bright people, but they can't test the wisdom of God. So if we operate in the wisdom of God, we can turn back what has gone wrong. So re-engage. Say no, my friend. Do not completely mean withdrawal or isolation. In the right, my friends. You know, some more Christian, you understand, when we hold it and do water baptized Jesus upon my mind. And say so they got a new life. Them new life is still isolated from people of this world. How oh, you don't interact with them? Oh, you don't change them if you isolate yourself. Jesus them isolate himself from the sinners when he came. As a matter of fact, them say, walk and eat and drink with sinners. He was gluttonous, he was a craven man. Some of them had said, boy, I'm a really sinner, can't look in power with sinners. But they never conform him. Because he speaks with the authority of the word of God. And that is what we must do, my Christian friends. So don't withdraw, don't hear us and don't completely withdraw and isolate yourself. It means that we must, we must confront from time to time to maintain our Christian identity. When we are to sit back and make the world just win some man. We live in our world, you know. So we have to Confront from time to time, be smart, be trusted, strategic about it. When we confront, to, to preserve our Christian identity. Remain in this world and penetrate it with what? The gospel of Jesus Christ. That's our mandate. Go spread the word. 
the gospel of Jesus Christ. So as we remain in the world, we must penetrate it with the gospel. A paradigm shift is needed. And listen to this paradigm shift as I'm coming down shortly. A paradigm shift is needed. One, a life of resistance. We must resist. My Christian brothers and sisters, Come on, man, we sell out too quickly, man, we too licky-licky. Resist. Daniel, resist. The three boys resist. When Nebuchadnezzar find out that the three boys now bow to his golden statue, big bad Nebuchadnezzar sent for them. And he had a furnace. And he said, look, I'm going to teach them how powerful I am. And he said, make the fire, the furnace, seven times matter. And he called him in front of him and said, one other one, I change, I confirm. And he said, no, oh king, no. I worship and praise the God of heaven and the God of this earth, one God and almighty God, Yahweh. So I will never bow to that. And he will rescue me. And the faith was so strong that he, they said, if he will not rescue me, me not bow. Me not bow to not see a So we must have resistance. When them throw them in the fire. And it reach a time now where Kevin never can as I say, what's supposed to smell? So the smell I come from the furnace. Meat burning. And he looked down in there, frightened, he nearly have a heart attack. So come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. A three man put down down there, and four man sit down there. I would the four man look like the son of God. So I'm saying to you, if you resist and stick to the covenant of God, God will not let you down. He promised that he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. God is with you during your troubles and your trials and he will get you out. Couldn't believe. He said, pull them out. When they pull them up, not even smoke smell on their clothes. Not one burn. In Daniel chapter 6, King Darius put Daniel in the lion's dead. You know the funniest thing I tell you, say, Empire Spahn, you know. They couldn't get Daniel on any charges. So they said, well, I use Daniel's strength and get rid of him. Some influential man in, in Babylon. By that time, the Persian took over. And they went to the king and said, Pass an edict that you know for pray for 30 days. They passed the edict. But Daniel knows his God. He understands the mission and he's living the mission. Kept on praying for three days and they saw that Daniel was still praying. So they took him to the king and the king showed him in the lion's den. And when they looked down and when they looked in the lion's den, the lions were friendly with Daniel because God shut up their mouth and God was there. So when you sell out on God, God will not sell out for you. God will be there to be with you and to the end, my friend. So resist them. Be faithful. Be self-giving and courageous. Hear this one. There is a need for, for prophetic servanthood. Now listen for, for this. It is very important. This means the people of God will not conform to empire or the world. We must be seen as a people of witness and service to God. 
My friend, it's about witnessing. You know, for be a scholar in a Bible school. Witness about what Jesus has done for you. So many times, I we lips we use is our lives, the way we live around people. That is witnessing. Witness and serve God, my friends. No matter what, we must do that. Say no. No matter what the context or the situation, we serve God and God alone. This was the attitude of Daniel, as I said, and his companion. And this prophetic servanthood involves what? Truth speaking. Speak the truth. All when they know I hear it. Perfect example, perfect example, Jeremiah. Before Judah was put into exile, God gave him a message to tell Joah king, the king of Judah, to turn, and the people to turn. They faced fear, consequences, and he did not do that. Hence, they went into exile. Intercession, my friend, is an hallmark of the church mission. We must intercede for believers and others. Daniel prayed three times or daily in the exile, personal and for others. This means when you pray and you, inter and you intercede, you are maintaining a relationship with God, no matter where you are. It is true prayer. God hears us and hacked on our behalf. Prayer destroys the plan of the enemies, my friend. Hallelujah. And let us now quickly apply this before you leave here today in understanding and living the mission. We must be steadfast in our faith. We must be purposeful in our mission. We must say no to the imperial powers because they are, they are against the things of God. Don't let them seduce you. Work for God no matter what context. And finally, final application, rely on the wisdom of God as we go forth in our mission. And in conclusion, in closing now, the church must consistently bear in mind, bear this in mind, ahead, I should say. And I want you to listen to this carefully. Salvation and the calling of God's people do not remove God's people from the world. Listen, we are living in the world till we're dead, till God calls no more. And when we get salvation, we take ourselves from the world. There is work to be done. There are souls to be won. We must preach and teach Christ to people. It is not over when you gain salvation for yourself. The work has just begun. The church must engage, not isolate and offer an alternative outlook according to God's, according, sorry, to the people live reality. So what we must do? Engage and offer an alternative outlook according to the live reality of the people. And what is that? Christ Jesus. Only Christ Jesus can remedy or change anybody's situation. So my friend, on your mission, you are offering Christ Jesus. That is what we must do, my friend. And I'm saying to you again, we must say no to Babylon. Are the powers that be emphatically. 
say no emphatically. Reject them. Don't let their method of seduction take us over. We must, my friend, together defeat the enemy in our mission. And finally, trust God for his wisdom. Do not conform to the evils of the empire and of the world. My friends, today in Barbican, there is great work to be done. I hope through this message that you understand what your mission is, and that is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to live by the covenant obligation of God. And I urge you today, put those two together, spread the gospel, and live according to the will of God, and we can re-engage and begin to win the boxing again. I thank you for listening to me this morning.